peek behind the curtain of the Softly Training Lab with the Softly Performance Podcast. The pinnacle of human performance is out there, and we intend to find it. Well, welcome back to another Softly Performance Podcast. Your host, George Brionis. Today, I have a special guest for you guys today. We're actually going to be going a little bit different from the physical performance of soft lead, and we're actually going to be going to look at more at the mental performance of what we bring to the table in terms of like when we go ahead and look at an individual from, you know, not just from a psychological standpoint, but also from a, you know, I guess you can say a deeper level than that, because a lot of people don't realize there's a, what happens with us is, I guess you can say is our behavior patterns lead us to a lot of doing good or doing bad. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to be around a really, really cool person who's pretty much seen me come up in my, uh, in my, in my career, actually probably literally is like, has seen the deep inside of like what I've done to, you know, those kinds of things. And we share a really close passion to each other. You know, he's my godfather, uh, to my daughter. And, you know, it's awesome to see what he's doing now from, you know, always looking up to what he did in the military. And then when he got out, what he was doing and, you know, it was one of those things where I was like, you know, what, let's go ahead and, and bring him on. He's finally out now talking about these things. It's, it's been a long time, yeah. um, a long, long yeah. time. And you really never talked about it much. I remember when I lived with you and, yeah. and again, this goes back to 2010, 11, probably, yeah. you know, when you're already, you're already out of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know you haven't said who you are just yet, <laughs> <laughs> but guys, welcome to the show, Brian, Brian, go ahead and introduce yourself, buddy. Yeah. Hey, uh, thanks George for that, for that intro and, and having me on. So I'm uh, Brian Marin, uh, George and I have known each other for, like you said, a long time. And, uh, what I do and what I teach is exactly what he's talking about is uh, what we call human behavior, pattern recognition and analysis. So real quick, down and dirty on that one that gets me into a lot of places uh, and a lot of different areas you can apply that to. But what it comes down to is we call it that one. It's a scientific term. And two, it's something that's intuitive that everyone already does. You do it on a daily basis. So all human beings, so human behavior um, that can be articulated in different ways. So you can articulate that from a psychological standpoint, a sociological standpoint, all kinds of different areas you can go. But the the idea is, is there's a lot of ways to articulate human behavior. Then all humans set patterns, right? We all, everything, and that's just based on your limbic system and your brain wanting to conserve calories, right? So, so think to a very primal level, it's all still inside of us. Your brain wants to conserve calories. It wants to eat and wants to sleep. It wants to fornicate for the purposes of procreation, right? It, that's all deeply hardwired in you. So, so we all set patterns and then, you know, recognizing those patterns is, is we, we can all do that sometimes. So, so what we call a habit is literally just a pattern of behavior, yeah. right? So a habit is a pattern of behavior. And then the most important part of what we do is the analysis. So this is where a lot of people can go wrong or get misguided is in that analysis part is like, all right, well, how do you actually analyze what it is that you're seeing? So for the most of it, I've, you know, I've worked with everyone from, you know, tier one military units to fortune 500 companies, all kinds of different folks. And, and usually in the form of some type of, uh, uh, safety consideration or a preventative, uh, situation, meaning, the whole point is to prevent something from happening, right? I, I observe human behavior to, hey, I'm going to mitigate a threat before it ever happens. How do I see an ambush before I walk into it? So it was very heavily in the military. My business partner, Greg Williams, wrote the Combat Hunter program for the Marine Corps, all the human behavior piece in there, wrote the ASAT, the Advanced Situational Awareness Training program for the U.S. Army. That's program of record for them as well. 
and a whole bunch of others. So we've done suicide prevention, sexual harassment, assault prevention. Uh, we've done everything from, you know, I've taught, you know, uh, a group of school teachers one week and then a team of Navy SEALs the next yeah. week. So it, it branches out into a lot of areas, even within fitness and what you're doing, you know, in coaching and training. It's all it's a training program. And there's a big difference between training and education. Right. So education is important. Right. We all like to learn stuff and gets you to maybe see things from a different perspective. But what we say, which is actually the motto of, of our company, our company's name is Arcadia Cognorati. Our motto is training changes behavior. Okay. All right. So I can't, unless I, I actually come up with a training plan, right? You can read all you want on working out, but it, it ain't, ain't going to improve your list. No, no, not at all. You, know, you can, you can read all the books on Olympic weightlifting that you want. It's not going to help you snatch. You get what I'm saying? So yeah. you have to have a training program. It actually takes, both. it takes effort. Well, effort. Yes, absolutely. All of it takes effort and, and <laughs> calories to burn. So that's kind of, I guess, a 30,000 foot view of, of what we do. And, and we can, I'm sure we'll get into more of it, but that's why we call it human behavior, pattern recognition and analysis. That's something every human being already knows how to do. You're born knowing how to do it. And so what we just do is get in and give you kind of a lexicon, right? A scientific words to use to articulate what it is that you're seeing and then how to actually step in and, and do something about it to change it. Right. You want yeah. to change that pattern. So it's, it's crazy. You, you, we were talking about this is because, um, have you, shared the book with you called behave. Mm -hmm. Right. I, I haven't read that. And you haven't read it yet. Yeah. You know, and if, if no one's ready, yet, it's a really good, really good book from Dr. Robert, uh, Spensky, I think is how you say it. Um, and he talks a lot about how, um, the brain can actually be reshaped. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and the way that you do it is through behavior, mm -hmm. right? It's, it's, it's behaviors. And a lot of it, he talks about, can it be genetic? Sure. It can be, can it be environment? It, it, a, a lot yeah. of it ends up becoming environment. Mm -hmm. Um, but at the, at the end of the day, though, it, it lets us know that we can change in terms of what we are doing. Right. Right. Around us. Right. Like if we want to be a hard target, we actually have the control of that. Yeah, absolutely. So so that that goes into uh, a number of different things. Right. So biologically, you you have certain advantages and dis disadvantages that you're born with. And then you also are born with the ability to change those, but only so much like maybe I have more ability to change uh, things than you do, but, but I, you know, I, but maybe I've, I've came in lower on the scale than yeah. you did in terms of advantage. So, so their biology plays a huge role in it, but, but that's why we say just like that, you know, there's different types of behavior modification therapy and all that stuff to just change what your, your pattern of behavior is. And then if you're, a lot of people are doing the wrong thing, right? You, that's what we call like, oh, we have bad habits. Well, a habit is a pattern of behavior. So once I learn a new habit or a new pattern of behavior, and the more and more I do that, the, the yeah. harder it is to actually not do that. You know, that's like always yeah. like I, I get up in the morning, I'm up before five or by five at the latest to go get my workout done. And people are like, oh, you're really motivated. I go, I don't have an ounce of motivation in my body. <laughs> One, that came from discipline. Two, it's actually because I know how lazy I am if I wait till the end of the day. I'll give myself 50 excuses why I can't work out or what I got this to do. So you know what? That is priority number one. That's me. That's my time. That sets me up for success. Oh, and I didn't mention, actually, in preparation for this podcast, I'm now on on week three of the Softleet, uh, uh, the bodybuilding program. I wanted to try it out. Awesome. I love it and hate it. All, <laughs> who the hell does back squats for 12 reps? I don't know uh, why you'd ever have Which cycle that. are you on right now? Uh, the the Hackenschmidt <laughs> one. Dude, dude, bro. 
Like everything I start with, I was like, oh, gee, I've never done that squats at that high of reps front squat. Okay, let me try. Well, I guess I start at 135 and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go ahead and stay here. <laughs> just going to go ahead and stay right here. Like, holy crap. You want to talk about soreness, but I love it. I love it. But that best thing, you're on a program, you follow the program. Guess what? You get results. Yeah. So you can do that at, with anything in your life. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, a lot of, we talk a lot about that on this podcast, right? Like mm -hmm. the process and, mm -hmm. and yep. you must trust the process, trust the process and, and right. all these crazy things. Right. But at the same time, no one ever really like dissects the whole, like trust the process uh -huh. aspect really down to the individual. Right. And that's the crazy part about it because that's kind of where it actually happens. Like you can follow a program on an app, no mm -hmm. problem. Right. And you're looking at the app on yep. the program, you can follow it, but you're actually putting in your own effort, mm -hmm. your own process. Yep. I have to wake up at yep. 5 a.m. every morning to yep. go get an hour workout in before I start my day. Because yep. if I don't, then I can't get yep. it in. That is it. So there's multiple different processes that lead to multiple different things. And I think that's kind of the idea behind the trust the process is you actually have to work on yourself to make that happen. Right. So, so any, anything like this, and that's why our skill set is an external skill set, right? Meaning I can view my world this way and look at what people are doing, but it's a highly internal skill set. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and go, all right, well, what is it about? What is it that I'm doing that's affecting the situation? Right. You know, and that goes into what a lot of people call mindset and there's yep. all kinds of different ways that people articulate that stuff. And there's a lot out there, uh, um, in terms of, you know, psychological performance, um, uh, stuff about mindset and how you, you know, it, resilience and emotional um, maturity and all that stuff. But, but And those are all, uh, not, not saying any of those are wrong or bad, but these are all people trying to articulate something that's been happening. All right. Yeah. This is what's going on. So I always stick to the science, stick to all science all the time and go with what's been known throughout, you know, human history. And, and that's what you're, you're going to be successful with. So when it comes to things like that, like, yeah, I, I still have to put in the effort. But the beauty of it is it's just it's, it's simple. A lot of the stuff comes down to simple physics and I am not a physicist, so <laughs> I'm not the best at it, but I understand a little bit about the laws of thermodynamics and, and entropy and objects being at rest will stay at rest. But once you get that object moving now, it's going to stay moving unless yep. a force acts on it. Right. Yeah. So, uh, that's why I say it's a, it's hard for people to get started, but once you start, you know, I, I do it the same way. Like I'll wake up and I'm downstairs with dress, you know, mixing up a pre-workout before I even realize that I'm tired and don't want to go to the gym, right? Because my body's just in that habit and it's like, oh man. And I'm like, well, I'm already up. Let's go. Yeah. You know, it, at that point, if you stop doing that habit, it actually becomes hard to, to stop doing it once you do it so many times. And that's just basic myelinization and, and growing that muscle memory. So I, I can, I can attribute to that. Actually, it comes sometimes with running, right? Like you get mm -hmm. into a big peak of running where I'm putting 60, 70, 80 mile weeks of volume in miles I wise. I don't even like driving that far. You know, it's, <laughs> what's, what's funny is like you come and look at back my background in terms yeah. of weightlifting and yeah, in terms was, of like when I was crossfitting, like that mm -hmm. kind of volume I wasn't putting in. Right. And it's crazy now is like, you know, I never had any hard crashes of like, oh man, I don't want to get back into it or keep, you know, or how do I balance this out? And with running, I've had to really understand and learn how to balance those things out. Like it's, it's changed a lot of habits, mm -hmm. you know, inside my real life to actually support everything now. Yeah. Like it's, it's crazy how it's like, I've used a physical goal of me running to help develop habits within and cha behavior changes within my real life to make me only better for my my overall life. It's kind of crazy how we do the things, those things. Right. And and that's a big thing in in the like kind of fitness community or is something like this. So let's say people even just listening to this podcast means you're involved in it softly or have the app or whatever. Like you you got you're you're at some level where you're not just some person who goes to the gym 
and wanders around and grabs some dumbbells. Like you're you're someone who who likely puts in some serious effort into yeah. working out, right? All right. So that means you're you're able to like I'll give your example of running. So like me, I hate running, but I force myself to do it because one, it's a, obviously a very useful skill. I'm purely survival. It's a great <laughs> useful skill. Like I will run from someone before yeah. I ever fight them. Right? I want to live. So, so meaning it's a good skill to have. And the fact that I know I don't like doing it, I just, I hit a point in the Marine Corps where I was literally, I was on like a 15 mile run in Okinawa actually. And I literally just stopped for a second. I was like, I feel like I could run at this pace for the rest of my life and never stop. Like, this is dumb. I hate it. Like I could still remember the exact point. I was yeah. like, I don't like doing this anymore. Like Forrest Gump. He's like, I'm done running. <laughs> so, so, but, but the point is I forced myself to do it because I don't like doing yeah. it. Right. So, so now I'm forcing myself to get uncomfortable and do something that I don't want to do. All right. Well, a lot of people listening right now have done that. Like, yeah, man, I hate when they do this workout, but you know what? I, I did it and whatever. It's over and done with. Okay. Well, you can do that in anything in your life now. You just show that you have the ability. You clearly have the discipline if you're able to follow an intense training program. You clearly have the, you, you seek knowledge because you went out and got something that was more than you could do for yourself. Yeah. So you can take that, all those lessons learned right there and apply it to anything in your life. You just might not know how, right? I've seen guys who are like, you know, studs, you know, at training, coaching, working out. And then like the rest of their life is like, is just a mess. And you're like, look, you got to take the same concepts apply them to there. You got to come up with a plan. Yeah. You got to stick to that plan and you got to follow it. And if you don't know what that is, you got to seek out someone who goes, all right, man, like, how did you do it? Or, or what is this personal development that I have to do? Cause I need to fix myself yeah. in a certain area. And you already have the ability in you. So yeah, it's, it's crazy, right? It's to like kind of, it's something that I, I'm familiar with. I know I've gone that route before too. You know, it's we like, all have. we've and, all and, done that. Yeah, and real quick. So when I'm saying this stuff, I'm speaking of myself as well. So don't think I'm just saying, yeah. hey, other people, like, well, like well, I, I've, I've got the skin knees and real skin quick, elbows. Let's go ahead and dive into your background a little yeah. bit. We rushed into this. Oh, yeah, yeah, and and no. I'm going to say rush into it. I think we're just super excited about yeah, what we're yeah. bringing to the table because this is the first time bringing more of this kind of podcast to the, sh to the show. Yeah. Um, but let's go and dive into your background a little bit. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about, you know, what did you do in the military? Let's yeah. go through school, all that good stuff. Yeah, so uh, I was in the Marine Corps, uh, was a sniper in the Marine Corps. Um, I got to spend a little bit of time in the reconnaissance community just on a mew, it being in an, uh, doing dual role as a sniper team leader and a sniper in the ARP platoon because they didn't have enough. So I got to go through all the SOTG courses and all that stuff. So I had a blast. And then uh, did a whole bunch of deployments, kind of back to back to back. It was during that time, it was like 04, 05, 06, 07, all that was like super, super high op tempo. And then I actually, you know, like most guys, I kind of wanted to stay in and do stuff, but I had a lot going on and I was super burnt out. So I started actually, I got out and started working for the Marine Corps as a contractor at the infantry immersive trainer on Camp Pendleton. It was just built, a really cool indoor training facility, all sim rounds, it was a lot of fun. Started doing that, got involved with a bunch of studies that were going on at the time. It was all part of this larger program, which is really cool to see how these high level programs at the general level come down and what their actual intent is versus what actually ends up happening <laughs> on the ground. Like you'd be amazed. You're like, wow, this is stupid. Why we do that? And like it actually started with like an amazing idea and concept. And then by the time it gets down, it's like, oh, uh, that, that kind of like didn't really work at the ground level, but like, there's a lot of thought put into it, but but I got to do that, and then I started uh, deploying. You just again. made every officer sound awesome right now. No, well, I got to get you give, <laughs> give props, man. Who wants to Who wants to sit there and write reports, man? No one does. But that's actually where where the rubber meets the road, brother. Like that's where that that's where the time gets put in, coming up with all that right. stuff. But uh, but no, it's uh, you, you know, I did that, and then I started deploying as a security contractor for State Department and other folks for a while. We're back over in Iraq and Afghanistan. And I kept running into my now business partner, Greg Williams, yeah. like, you know, he was he developed the combat hunter program. He was doing that. I first met him on Pendleton in like probably 2007. 
and then we kept running into each other. And then finally, I think in like end of 2012, we ran across each other again in Afghanistan. And he was like, Hey man, why don't you come work for me? And so I started studying and working under him. And like, I've been just devoted to that since 2000, beginning of 2013. So almost seven years now, um, picked up a, a master's degree along the way. Um, and just been kind of doing that. And I know we met years ago, you know, just working out together. I mean, a long it's time almost ago, 10 years ago, man, probably. Yeah. It's been, it's been, it's been a yeah. while. So we've been, you know, kind of, we've always, it's like, you're one of the guys that there's a few guys out there that just, I always, we always somehow stay in touch or shoot a text or call, like it might go be a long time, but, but you know, we, you know, you were living at the, the halfway hacienda <laughs> with me at the condo in, in Oceanside, which got interesting for sure. But, uh, that was like the, uh, that was like a, a I don't know, a, a, a frat house gone wrong. I don't, it was, a, that was insane. We were all in, we're all in different places in our lives, just coming together and they're just not all struggling, not doing the best, but trying and partying a lot too. So that, uh, yeah. it was, it was a good time. Definitely. It was, you look back at it now when you look like, I look at it now and, and when we look at it and you look at the behaviors and the changes that we've mm -hmm. done, especially Huge. like it's, it's crazy yeah. because you're already so far into it already. Mm -hmm. Like you were so deep into it already yeah. without like, and I had just became an instructor at the schoolhouse at basic yeah, yeah, right. course. And what started intriguing me more was the psychological standpoint behind why are we putting in physical effort and why do we put ourselves through this process right. to go ahead and get us to a certain place. And I started noticing as an instructor now, you know, and, and we never really talked like this on that right. level, I think. And I don't even think I realized as much as I knew that you knew and what you were doing mm -hmm. at that time and moment. But, you know, as time had passed on, we both kind of fell into this role of like, you know, I'm really deep into the psychological yeah. standpoint with, with school, with getting my bachelor's in sports psychology and, you know, seeing you have your master's also in terms of in some type of, you know, psychological yeah. like, way to tie to behavior. And I see it now today. And it's like, and I never like for me, right, for the listener, like I've never really understood exactly what it is that you do. Right. At all. Well. Well, he, here's the thing. So most guys like you, guys, girls, uh, most people probably listening to this podcast have a lot of what's called uh, tacit knowledge. So tacit knowledge is that type of knowledge you gain from just experience, right? Yeah. So just going through and being part of something, you being an instructor, you going out being uh, on the operational side, whatever it is, like, it doesn't matter what it is, what, whatever your work, whatever your job is, whatever your life is, you, you gain tacit knowledge through experiences. And it's hard for us to articulate those, right? Yeah. So it's hard for us to go, well, here's the lesson I learned. But, but you know it when you see it, like, you know, you learn stuff, you know, you got this experience, but it's hard to articulate it. So that's the, that tacit knowledge. And then, and then explicit, you know, knowledge is kind of that stuff that can be written down. You can learn from books and you can study. So if you can combine both of those, if you can gain a lot on both sides, you're, you're going to, you're going to be so far ahead because a lot of people I've found have one or the other. And like you, you got, especially military dudes who've been high op tempo and instructor been all over, done everything like, all right, dude, you got a lot of tacit knowledge, man. You, you've been there, you've done that, but but you got to learn this other side now, focus on that to help you articulate the experiences you've already had. That's like when I teach the human behavior stuff, like I, I when I when I show up at a place, I go first thing out of my mouth is, look, I'm going to teach you a bunch of stuff that you already know. Just no one ever explained it to you. And that's a big thing we get, especially on the military and law enforcement side where guys are like, dude, where was this at the beginning of my career? Where was this training in my first deployment? Like, so like I could have used this. We wouldn't have walked into this ambush. I would have seen this. And we're taking that knowledge that they, are, they already have, that guy from, from that veteran has, and then just explaining it to him to create what we call file folders, man. Just, just lessons learned. Like, oh, I've seen that before. I know what that is. And the better you get at that, and especially noticing it yourself, the, the better you get at um, 
changing those patterns of behavior if you need to, the better you see it in others and the quicker you get it. Adjust. So just like you, like you're, you're, you're a coach, you're a trainer. So you have so much tacit knowledge just beyond just what you read and study and look at different programs just from watching someone. And I like using Oli lifting as an example because it's a very technical skill, yeah. right? So you have to be strong, but you, you also have to, there's so much technique in that, which is why when I first started learning, I was like, this is the coolest thing ever because like I'm horrible at it and I just, I look like a jackass <laughs> and I want to, I don't want to look like a jackass anymore. <laughs> and so like, I, I want, you got to learn, but there's, there's so much technique and, and involved in that, that skill becomes more engaging to me versus yeah. just, I'm going to sit at the gym doing bicep curls. And there's nothing wrong with that. Everyone does it, does their own thing. But, but I'm just saying like that to me is because it, it's more mentally engaging. Yeah. Now I got to learn something. Now I got to pay attention. If I screw up, I'm going to drop a lot of weight in my head. Well, maybe not a lot of weight for me, but, <laughs> but in my case, but, but no, and, and that, that becomes engaging for us. Yeah, so and it's kind of an example I like to use in terms of what you learn and how you apply it. What's crazy. You just kind of walk me through the process of like how I see things now, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like it's like, cool. I know how to file like create files. I know how to check yep. through those folders. I know how to recognize patterns now. And I actually, I'm now can recognize them in people around me, you yes. know, especially if I'm coaching them and if, or just, you know, individuals in my life, I can really see it differently. Now you, you become faster at processing your environment. And, and that's what I teach. I teach that, that cognition. So, so it's, it's just an increase in human performance yep. at a cognitive level. So the idea is I want to create time and distance. The more time and distance I have between me and something or like a threat or a bad situation, right? The more I, options I have available. Right. Because right. now I can. Well, well, how do I if something's happening right in front of me, how do I create that time and distance? Well, one thing is just experience and getting faster at cognition. So I guarantee with some of your athletes, George, like you've seen, you know, when they walk up to that platform and they're about to hit a lift. I bet before they ever touch the bar or right as they're touching the bar, you know whether or not they're going to hit that lift. Oh, yeah. There's times when you've had that. Why? Because you see it in them. You go, no, he's not mentally 100% there. Yep. There's something off. He's going to miss this lift. And I bet nine out of 10 times oh, you're 100%. right. You are. And, and so you're, or you're at least right more than you're wrong because because you have that knowledge. That's what I'm talking about, that tacit knowledge. That takes years of of experience to learn that right to to identify right there's there's certain things you learn at a base level okay usually most people go wrong here and then when they get to a higher level well i can't see that in someone if i'm not as good as you or i haven't been doing it as long or i don't know that person right yeah. i i can't i don't have that knowledge right so the so, volume and the consistency of doing it yeah and that's the thing so so you create those mental file folders so so now you can't articulate it so what we come in and go all right here's likely what you saw so yeah. i would give for that example is um you know, it, it, you can you can record that and then you'd be able to look back and, and watch a video and go, I can see right here and right here mentally because a lot of times when you're at a competitive level like that, it's what it's mental performance. Exactly. Like you've hit that weight before or you, you know, it's it's some mental issue. Yeah. And I've seen athletes go down a rabbit hole with that stuff where I'm like. I've seen we probably all seen guys where you're like, I'm watching a guy work out or do something or not like, even that selection. Same thing. Let's yeah. go and talk like selection, Perfect. right? Perfect right? Example. That, that is one of the, cause I look at, I don't, I look at weightlifting as one of those things, but yeah. when I look at selection, selection has like, you know, when guys go through the schoolhouse for scout sniper school, yeah. go through for any selection they got to go through, that's multiple days yeah. of that process. Right. You know, when I look at weightlifting, it's like a couple of days and I understand like the, the training through it and all those good things. But when you're literally being tested physically yeah. and mentally a hundred percent at the, like, in that moment because you have to make it through a process i look at that as like okay cool like that is where we do really see some mm -hmm. real big changes yeah. right like it, and, and granted i'm not saying that weightlifting doesn't do that i'm just saying at a lower scale it does right right we look at the the, the higher scale we look at this that, that aspect so so selection 
any type of selection process is a great example. So I'll argue, and you can maybe disagree with me. So you you went through your reconnaissance marine. Yep. So you had to go through RIP or BRC, yep. and, and part of that process, just like when I even just to get in a sniper platoon, you had to go through a selection process. Yep. You had to go through some, you know, there was a, for us, it was like two straight days of just whittling down like 50 guys to 10 guys. Then there was a, okay, now we're going to start you're training, but it's still, a, it's still a thrash yeah. session. We still want to see if you want to be here. And that whittled down to a few more. And then that whittled down to just us who got a chance to go to school. Correct. Right. So it's similar, but I'll, I'll argue this, that you were a recon Marine when you showed up at day one, you didn't know it yet. You had to prove it to yourself and you had to prove it to them, but meaning it's already inside you. So, so that, that part is inside of you to be successful there. Like you're going to pass that selection process. You are that person when you show up on day one. Right. So now we there, there's guys who don't make selection processes their first time, but they learn something and they come back and what happens? They crush it. Right. Or they go, no, I, I wasn't ready. So they weren't there. They weren't that person yet. Right. Until because you get tested, man, you get tested when you go through that stuff and you get put through that forging process and you got to find out about yourself. Right. Yeah. And you really find that. And I love that you find out so much about yourself. And then, you know, for some guys who aren't there yet, you know, I, I knew a dude who came out for our sign platoon and he didn't make it, man. He didn't he didn't. It wasn't for him, you know. And then I run into him a couple years later. And where is he? He's at Raider Battalion, dude. He's like, yeah, man, like I pulled my head on my ass and yeah. like realized like I just wasn't mentally there. And then so they and this was when they were obviously still starting. I mean, it was just yeah. sock was brand new back then. It was like, yeah, man. So I, I went and took this electric process and did it. And I was like, it's inside you, man. You're, you, you have it. It just maybe not at that time. So maybe it takes you a little bit more time and experience to get there. So that's just one way I look at it. But but you, yeah, that's that's a, a great example of, of human behavior and, and, and knowing what's inside. But again, like I said, though, like tying it together now, because mm -hmm. that's kind of where you went. Yeah. Like you spent so much time in, in, in these places of just learning behavior. Yeah. And teaching it mm -hmm. that now it led you to this point, right? And you did a really you did a, you did a podcast just recently with mm -hmm. mentor for uh, mentors for military, sorry. Yeah. And it was a really good podcast, you know. And I really couldn't break it down or summarize it for yeah. myself because there was so much information. Yeah. And, and but it was good though because it kind of made everyone start thinking, oh, okay, cool. Like, well, am I being am I checking? Am I coming in this right way? Am I doing these things? Yeah, or whatever else, right? Hold on, let me just let this. So like going back to what um Yeah. You're saying like I'm getting it right now. So it brings me back to the idea of like being able to see these processes, right? Mm -hmm. And and how we approach it all. Man, I forgot where I was going. Yeah, yeah. No, no, you're you're going with how how you kinda kinda uh break it down. I know we had a little little distraction out there, so it kinda Sorry about broke that. it up, but no I no. should have kept flowing through no, instead. It's, uh, so one of the things, so you said what I talked about on that podcast, which yeah, was okay, about so informed awareness. There we go for mental, like so for mentors military. Yeah, go ahead and start that and let them know to edit it at now. So the mentors military podcast was a really good podcast, and there was a lot of information on it. Yeah. Right, there was a lot of information, but it was good though. Like you know, when I listened to it, it was hard for me to summarize it all and yeah. really bring it all to a, a full picture, just because it le it left me thinking uh -huh. a lot. Right, like man. 
well, I need a behavior. Like if I, if I, if I go do this, is this outcome going to have this happen? Or right. is this going to have this happen? Or how about when I watch someone else do something, mm -hmm. how are they going to react? So and it made me start more profiling individuals yeah. a lot more. And here's, here's the basics of, of that, right? Of, because HBPR and AMAN, I could go on and on and on about it longer than you've got recording <laughs> space on this thing. But uh, uh, the, the idea is this. What happens a lot is, um, I'm sure everyone's, most people have heard the term uh, confirmation bias, right? Yeah. Confirmation bias is like, I'm just going to con confirm my own biases, my own beliefs, right? It's like, you know, very, very political people will do that where they're like, they see everything through, look, uh, here's another thing. When, when you only go looking out for what you want to find, that's what you're going to find. Yeah. So if you never look for something that counters what you believe, then you're always going to be living in that confirmation bias. And it, this comes into even with training or kind of what you were just, just talking about is, is when we teach, right, I, 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 tell you, I base every observation on a most likely and most dangerous course of action, yeah. right? So you know, a guy comes walking up to you on the street. And there's people that walk around that are hypervigilant. Oh, he could have this. He could have that. Could, okay, well, play that out. Let's say this guy has a gun on him. What behavior are you observing that would say he likely has a gun? And you go, well, I can't really articulate it. Okay, well, then he probably doesn't. <laughs> and it's, it's the opposite. If, 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 you know, this guy, if let's say if this person is just a normal person, they're being exhibiting normal behavior, what else should I see out of them? Well, I should continue to see that type of behavior. So if I have a change, then I know something's wrong. But if this person's observing abnormal behavior and then, what else should I expect? So, so you have to not suffer that confirmation bias and always use that analytical framework of most likely, most dangerous most course of okay. action. Or as I call it, that gets into mindset, right? Yeah. So I always use the 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 Taylor Swift analogy. I don't know if you ever heard the Taylor <laughs> no, Swift. No, please analogy. enlighten so me. I'm a huge Taylor Swift fan. Huge I think, Swift I think, fan. I think all the listeners are right? listening to you are. <laughs> but here's the thing. All right. So let's look at a pattern of behavior for Taylor Swift. Okay. So Taylor Swift is in a high profile relationship with someone. She breaks up with them, writes a big hit song about it, makes a bunch of money. Gets in a high profile relationship with someone, breaks up with them writes a song about it, gets a whole bunch of money. Uh, there's some, she writes a song about some other famous person talking crap on her. She plays the emotional card. She's the victim. What happens? She makes a whole bunch of money. So the point is that's her pattern of behavior. So, so she's probably never wow. going to, well, she's probably never going to write a song called maybe I'm the problem, right? <laughs> because, because that would be counterintuitive to everything she thinks. And, 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 and oh. we all do that, right? We all just say, Oh, you know what? It's something else. It's this, it's the program I'm on. It's, you know, this, it's the gym, it's crowded. There's the bar sucks. The weight is this yeah. dude. It's you brother. 99 out of 100 times, it's you. And then it's hard to accept that full responsibility for everything, right? And, and if you do that, you know, you're, you're, going to, you're just going to be more productive. And then you're actually, if you do that and it's not you, it's going to be so obvious to you, right? You go, wait a minute, what am I, am I causing so, the problem? So what's cool about this, right, is the fact that like you do this in a classroom setting, yeah, classroom slash field setting, yeah, setting yeah, right? Yeah, and sure. and we and myself and other coaches who understand this to yeah. this this point of hey, we're what we're doing is we're trying to untangle what's inside your mind right now mm -hmm. and bring it back. Yeah. Right. And and build it back up. Not many coaches understand that. Yeah. A lot of people think it's a let me just throw the hammer uh -huh. here. Let me just go ahead and throw the hammer again. When it's like you got to save those hammer like those mm -hmm. those specific hard hits yeah. when you're trying to teach a lesson over time right again because again it goes back to looking and understanding how to create a behavior, behavior pattern and a mm -hmm. habit it doesn't need to just be thrown into it. it needs to right. be a slow process of building that building it in so training coaching mentoring uh, whatever term you want to use yeah that's 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 obviously that's a process right so how do you do that well break it down into 
you know, especially if you're military, anything you do, like you don't every day, you don't go out and do a 100% rehearsal for, for an operation, right? Yeah. You, you break it down. You do what's called part task training. So I go back to Olympic weightlifting. You don't go in the gym every day and do a full squat snatch. Like that's not how you train. You, you, you break it down into its elements, right? Yep. So today we're going to go over these few things. All right. So we're going to go over how you pull and bring the barbell up into your hip or something, right? So you have to break those, this big, it's just like eating a pizza, man. You don't take a whole pizza and jam it in your mouth. You eat it. What? one slice at a time so you just go one slice at a time so if you look at that you go always start with what's the end state that i want yep. right here's the end state that i want all right how do i get to that and i chunk that information along the way and, and as long as i'm hitting different objectives right different uh milestones along the way i know i'm going to get there that's the whole point of a program so so it's that it's that that you know one piece at a time or or what's literally called part task training because as a coach like for yourself like you're you're both you know yeah it's actually a field and classroom environment your yeah. whole time because you're teaching you know concepts but you're also training those concepts yeah. so it, it's the same way it's just and i when it comes to performance you know humans i don't care who you are man you can be the baddest student face of the earth you, you can only handle so much right right and that gets into and this is a good one too for working out and your mindset and and how you are for performance is you have a channel capacity your channel capacity is a number of polyphasic skills you can do at any given time, meaning multitasking, right? So normal human behavior is around seven plus or minus one or two things. So if I give you seven items, you're likely to remember, you can drive a car, talk on the phone, smoke a cigarette, change the radio station at the same time, right? So that's multitasking. Well, under times of extreme stress or extreme boredom, the number drops to three, right? That's why we okay. have stop, drop, roll, 911, shoot, move, communicate. I don't care how badass you are. If you <laughs> haven't trained for something, your brain can only process a few things at a time. So why am I bringing that up? Right. So it, it's it comes to I try to make a win out of everything that I do. If I'm putting an effort, we're training, we're at the gym. I, every every day has got to be a win. Make every day a win. All right. If I'm dead tired and I ate like crap yesterday and I've got this going on, I've got that going on. All right, man, you're starting to exceed my channel capacity. I can only perform so level. All right, cool. Then that's the day I'm only going to look. I'm going to do one thing today and I'm going to do it better than I've ever done. Yeah. Right. And that's it. So, so if I can just take that and that's just reading what someone's going through. That's why I said like coaches or trainers, like someone comes up, man, you got to talk to them first. Hey, what's going on, man? How's your day going? What you been up to? Right. Cause you might learn a lot more in that conversation yep. than in five minutes than you will in an hour working with someone, man. Like no, hundred percent. It's, it's soft skills right there. You that's know? it's exactly right. We're just, we're just learning. And that's kind of, it's funny as you say that, cause that's kind of what I, when I was a recon Marine, that's what I did. Mm -hmm. Collect intelligence and learn how to read individuals mm -hmm. and learn how to develop, you know, behavior patterns and, and just patterns in general. Yeah. And, and, and I forgot when I got out, I forgot how well I was, how good I was at it. Yeah. You know, well, we, we tend to only use it like, oh, I'm using this skill set in this domain. Yeah. Oh, this is was... a combat skill set. This is a law enforcement skill set. This is a, nope, man, this is a human behavior skill set. So you got kids, guess what? You can use it on them too. And no different raising a kid than it is training someone at the gym. It's the same concept. Like you're trying to teach you lessons over time so that at the end you're a good person, right? Well, you do that a little bit at a time. So, so don't, you know, you always think of it, hey, this isn't just something I use at work. No, nope, yeah. all the time, man. Whether you're talking to someone on the street or whatever you're doing. So it, it's, it's just crazy, right? Cause like it's, it's taught to you as it's a professional skill that you utilize in a high stress environment, mm -hmm. but then it's like, well, no, you can actually bring that into a low skill environment mm -hmm. into like your everyday life and actually make and create balance. Like yeah. it, it, it kept you alive in a high stress yes. environment. Why would it not keep you alive in a lower stress environment? Yeah. And it's tying that together with something that, you know, has taken a while. Like you yeah. said, it's taken, I mean, it's 2019 It's something that I've learned. And I know a lot of our listeners are starting to really start kind of understanding that connection that's there now. Yeah. And it's really cool. Right. And 
the, the next thing I do want to is, is like, let's dissect like exactly what it is you do. Okay. Right. Let, yeah. Let's, let's talk about that because uh -huh. we keep talking about the coach thing and the, and the training and the athlete yeah. and all that stuff. But like, you're outside the, the, yeah. the physical yeah, aspect not, yeah, of this. That's not what I do. It's all train the brain. Let's, and let's get into that. All right. So I train the brain. So that goes back to HBPRA, human behavior pattern recognition and analysis, uh, work with a lot of different people, but generally it's always been focused on, all right, how do I read a situation for a better outcome for myself? So in a super high threat environment, it's literally, how do I not walk into an ambush? How do I spot an IED before it goes off? Okay, well, there, there's a number of different ways to do that. And, and what we say is I'm, I'm, I'm an expert at nothing but humans, right? So all human beings all over the world set certain patterns, right? right. So, so we, we're all the same. You can put on your religion or politics or culture on top of that. But guess what? At a certain level, we're all going to, especially when it comes to, to mental performance, we're all going to uh, uh, do the same thing. We're all, we're all going to set patterns. So I'll give you an example of like, so you see so a combat situation, a guy putting in an IED. Will that guy, that guy putting in an IED, he'll put in an IED in the same spot if it's worked for him before in the past, right? So why does that happen? And, and it doesn't necessarily have to be the same specific spot. It could be prototypically the same spot, meaning it's going to be the same geographic lines of drift. There's going to be, uh, it's going to be on a, on a natural line of drift where you're going to have to go past. It's going to be on a corner that it, there's going to be certain factors in there that you can profile and go, oh, he likes areas like those this. variables. Yeah, this is what this. they look at. And that's just a geographic profile. That's a very simple thing to do a lot. Uh, people actually know, know that they pick that up pretty quick because it, it becomes you know you you go to the same places you park like to park in the same areas go to the same types of gas stations the same types of restaurants coffee shops coffee shops all that stuff man like so so we do that so you can profile someone's behavior and and that's what i teach but but we don't call it profiling because you know when i say profiling what's the first word everyone puts in front of that racial profiling racial, yeah. it's like well that if you're going to make a judgment based on someone's uh, the, the amount of melanin in your skin, literally your skin color. Uh, sorry, that's, that's unscientific <laughs> and one dimensional. That, that doesn't tell me anything about you, right? So your behavior tells me everything about you. Okay. So that I can, that I can understand. So there's a number of different factors on, on, on how you do that with someone, but it, it all, we all do it at a certain level. So I always like to give you know, limited objective experiments, uh, for people to do, you know, I can gather a lot of information on you based on the type of stickers you put on your car, right? What or I, your computer. Or your computer or whatever it is. That, t that all tells a story. And I go back to the word profiling because your, uh, if you ever use LinkedIn, that's called your LinkedIn profile, uh, your Facebook, your Instagram profile, you log into a profile. On a, so that just tells me all about you. I can tell you who you like, what you like, what you don't like, who your friends are. So, so that's the same thing. So and the big thing to remember about, about human behavior is uh, a lot of stuff can be very intuitive. So all humans are basically on transmit, right? We're always okay. talking, we're telling people what's on our mind. You know, you look at Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff, you know, people are just shouting out there what's important to them, what's going on in their life. They're sharing constantly. So humans are constantly on transmit. So if you can just turn to find out what that frequency is and tune into the and put it on receive, like you're going to learn a lot. All right. So it's important to understand that. And, and these things aren't new, right? So like things like, you know, apps like Facebook and Yelp and all those things, there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing new about it. The technology is new. The behavior is exactly the same. Okay. So you post, when you post something on Facebook, that's called your wall. You can post yep. it on your wall, right? Okay. So what you're doing is a technological form of graffiti, 
All right, you see graffiti written on walls all over the place. You can go back thousands and thousands <laughs> of years and look at graffiti from ancient Rome to uh, uh, Mesopotamia where they would write stuff. And guess what? It's the same crap that people write today. The food here sucks. You can go back to Pompeii, ancient city of Pompeii, and they find graffiti like the wine here is bad. I got sick. I hooked up with so-and-so. It's all the same crap people have been doing for thousands of years. Uh, go back, and this is when I say Marines have been uh, around a lot longer than people realize. You can go into Pompeii and, and places and find drawings of penises on walls, <laughs> right? I swear to you can look up the articles and find it. I'm like, ah, Marines have been around for a long time. Look, they were back then doing that <laughs> stuff now, drawing, drawing them on everything. But, but the point is humans are always on transmit. So I just got to turn myself to receive and go, what is this person trying to tell me. So the next step would then be, once I understand that, uh, a good way to put it is most people want their say, not necessarily their way. Okay, so people are constantly on transmit and they wanna make a big scene and they wanna talk a big game, but, but very few of them actually want their way, right? Most humans just wanna be heard. So I let people be heard, man. All right, what's up, man? What's on your mind? And they get it all out and then after that, they realize they're probably being kind of a jackass. And they'll change their behavior. But but the point is, you know, most people want their say, not their way. So when it comes into threat prediction and what I do when I teach people and how to know, like, how do you know which kid is just being a kid on Facebook and who's the one that's actually going to come up and, and yeah. kill everyone one day? Same thing with, a, with workplace violence. Who's the one that's actually going to do it? Okay. Those are people that want their way. Okay. They don't just want their say, they want their way. Those are the few people that I'm talking about that want their way. Those are the ones I got to watch out for. All right. So, and that's when it comes to threat prediction. All right. So uh, those are the ones I look out for. So, so what they'll do, what humans will do will demonstrate intent. Okay. I will show my intent some way. So I won't just talk a big game. I'm going to say, Hey, I'm going to go do this. Okay. And then I'll demonstrate that with some behavior where I'll say, Hey, I'm going to go do this. And then I'll back it up. And that behavior will slowly escalate until it does become that attack. It does become that shooting. Okay. So that's what the difference is, is someone will demonstrate intent. And that's kind of what we get into. We teach people through different science-based human behavior domains, how to read that, how to articulate it. Cause that's really all you have to do. You have the skill set. Think back to when you were a little kid, man, you were three years old and whoever raised you, mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, aunt and uncle, the neighbor next door, whatever it was, whoever raised you, you knew. When they walked in the room before they ever said a word, before they ever said a word, whether they're happy, happy or sad yeah. or they were, you were about to get a whooping from your mom, <laughs> whatever it was, you knew that before they said anything. So you've been human behavior profiling since you were a tiny little kid. It's an intuitive skill set all humans are born with. We just don't ever use it anymore because we don't have to fight. We don't have to go out and fight for food. I don't have fear when I leave my house anymore yeah. like we did when we were roaming, like back back in the day, roaming the plane. So, so all that stuff is just a little dusty. We just got to dust it off. That's all. So... That kind of moves me into this next thing, right? Is kind of like you, we've, we've now looked and be like, all right, we dusted off, mm -hmm. right? And we know that it's me, mm -hmm. right? And we need to fix that, yep. right? When we go into that or you go and look at the threat mm -hmm. that's happening, you know, these individuals that you're teaching this to, what are those skills that you actually are developing? You know, you're talking about writing on a wall. Mm -hmm. You're okay. talking about doing those yep. things, right? It's kind of like, what is it exactly that, 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 that individual is learning, right? And like, what is it like, how do they tie it into their everyday life? Yeah. Okay. Great, great, great question. Um, and some people see it right away and some people it takes a little bit longer, right? So the idea is now I'm learning, right? We've all heard the saying, if you see something, say something. Yep. Yeah. Okay. What the hell does that mean? 
That, that, that tells me nothing. That's a great slogan, but it doesn't tell me anything. What am I supposed to see? What am I supposed to say? So we come in and that's what we teach. All right, here's how to look for things in your environment, right? Because, um, you know, one week, like I, I said at the beginning, I'm, I'm teaching school teachers and the next week it's You're a SEAL team. SEAL team, yeah. So the, the, what we teach is the same thing. Now the application okay. is different, right? So I just teach you HBP RNA and you go and use that for whatever it is that you're going to use that. Now, obviously we say we use the same ingredients. The recipe is a little bit different when I'm <laughs> teaching school teachers. It's one thing when I'm teaching a, someone going to do some type of SR mission, that's obviously a different type of weights. Yeah. But I tell them set. like you go use this now when you walk out of class, when you're at dinner with your family, start to pick apart the different groups of people. How are people linking themselves with each other? Cause you're going to give yourself away. If you're working with a group of guys through functional field of view and proxemic linking, you can pick people out of a crowd. So now all I have to do is I have to be able to like what we teach is, all right, there's a thousand people in this crowd. Who are the three people in here I actually need to worry about? And once you do that, now you just made my life a lot easier. Now I can look at those three. Now we can use that skill set like a laser. All right, what is it about these three yeah. that I'm seeing? So you, you teach one how to actually see how to look for anomalies in your environment, not what to look for, because that's going to change, right? Um, we would like to come out with little checklists, like here's common things that school shooters do. Here's things that rapists do. Here's things that, okay, those are great. And those are examples. And th those are good to, to know. But that I can't just look for that because then, you know, I'll get a lot of what, what it would, a scientist would call a false positive, right? Where it's, oh, I, I picked up on all these indicators, but it actually led to an old lady driving her car who shouldn't be on the road. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. The same thing. It'd be like a, it'd be like a, 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 a cop looking behind someone going, hey, they're drunk. Uh, they're not pulling over. Uh, I've got this increase, you know, the situation's getting out of hand when really it's a 90 year old grandma who isn't supposed to be driving, who has dementia, who borrowed her granddaughter's car. So those same observations I would get would be for a guy drunk on the highway yeah. and an old lady driving a car that shouldn't be. So, so, so I can't just go off of what the observation is. I have to take in the context and what it is that I'm viewing. Right. So that's where that most likely most dangerous comes in. So you get the ability to how to look in your environment. And then how to articulate what you're seeing yeah. and then when to add, when does this become something I need to step in? What do I do? And that obviously depends on who we're working with. The school teacher isn't going to have the same protocol that yeah. a military unit will, but that we would, we just work in directly with them. So it, it just, it just kind of flipping that light switch on man and letting you go out into the world and creating a framework. All right. This is how I report things. This is what I say. And this will lead me to likely conclusions. You know, that kind of now connects finally because I was trying to like trying to ask the question of what did you mean by like turning on the receiver and turning off the transmitter mm -hmm. the, the transmitter, and, and it's because like I've done it plenty of times where I'll take the dogs for a walk mm -hmm. and I literally just let the dogs walk mm -hmm. and I follow behind them and I had the leash on them still and I let them lead me mm -hmm. and I actually saw like their personalities yep. come out after a thirty minute like we're walking for, we walk for an hour but thirty minutes in I was actually able to see their personality and yep. their behaviors yep. towards each other. And like how how Yukon really is, and how Capone really yep. is, and let them like just kind of. And it was really crazy to see that because I lived with them all the time, mm -hmm. and all of a sudden see that and like as a natural thing by me just receiving it. Yeah, because now they're not just background noise. Everything turns into background noise. Your brain hates divided attention. It, it's constantly trying to process your environment, right? So your brain processes ten quadrillion bits of information every second. It's the fastest computer in the world. We haven't mimicked it because it's not technologically possible. <laughs> Don't let anyone tell you that it is. I'm working on a DARPA project right now. Like it's not there yet. Trust me, it will be there one day, but it ain't going to be very yet. soon, right? So, so how we're taking in all of this information. And over time, you start to, your brain filters stuff out, right? So if I live in the city, I don't hear sirens anymore. Yeah. You know why? Because they 
it happens so often I don't even notice, right? So so that those type of things we we become less prone to to uh, be alerted by certain arousal in our environment. And then that's how we also miss stuff, right? So I have to be able to take all that in and process what it is. And the best way for, especially for reading and understanding human behavior, if you got kids, man, watch your kids, especially if they try to lie or they're being deceptive or whatever it is, because they're trying to do it, but, but they're young. So guess what? Yeah. They haven't had a practice at it. So they're really, they're not very good at it and they're slow. So you can pick up on them and then you can then get better at telling when people are lying to you when they're adults. Cause you're like, all right, I watched my kid do this a bunch of times. So I can pick <laughs> up on it. So now I just got to get faster at it. So that, that's it. It's the whole, like, you can't hide nothing from me. I'll nope. find out anyways. Yeah. Right. So when you teach this in the classroom setting, yeah. you know, the, the skills that these individuals are developing, when we talk about coming from the classroom down to mm -hmm. the field, what is, what is some of that? those field events look like, you know, what is it that, yeah. and again, I'm not trying to, you know, no, no, have you it, like, it, it's, it's it, just like, I like, what are some of those ways that you are it, developing that skill? Because again, yep, education before, between it's learning, all, it's all, it's basically observation, uh, it's scenarios, right? So it's, it's behavior based scenarios. So you've done a million types of training scenarios, military and after with all kinds of different stuff. Where, where's one that you just focused on behavior. And we do that. Like, so military stuff is from literally from right up close. We're, in the room to a thousand yards away through binos. Yeah. And it's like, you're going to tell me what's going on. By the end of this course, you'll be able to tell me what's going on with that group of people. You're going to tell me who's the likely leader and you're going to be able to articulate why you think that person's the leader. And then you're going to tell me what their chain of command is. And you're like, dude, are you kidding me? Like, here we go. Here's the <laughs> behavior. So you actually have to play that, like the, the role players have to know how to do that stuff. You have to show people, but these are, these are things that people do. And so, so we do, different types of training. So there's small part task training scenarios and we'll get you to act stuff out, right? So we'll have a group of five of you and I'll be like, all right, George, this is your script. This is who you are, right? You're playing a student at a cafeteria, all right? Here's what's going to happen. You're going to go, you're going to act like you're getting a tray of food. Then you're going to sit down at the five minute mark. I'm going to say five minutes. You're going to do this. I'm going to have you, you're going to act like you spit out your food and you'll be disgusted, right? And I'll do that with seven other people but none of you know what your role is, right? Yeah. So you get to watch the scenario and be part of it. Then we'll have a group on the outside who's just all looking down and they're trying to figure it out. And it's great. Like the first scenario, they're like, everyone's all over the place. Like he's doing this and he's just like, all right, relax. We just gave you a body language class. So remember, you're going to don't, don't suffer from, from confirmation bias. But by the end, by the last scenario, it's, hey, you know what? We pause and we go, what's going on? And they go, it's Colonel Mustard in the kitchen with the pipe wrench, right? And they, <laughs> yeah. they get it, right? And and so that's that's all behavior-based scenarios. And you can do, those are so simple to do. You just got to set them up right, right? Because you have to display the behaviors that you want people to learn and, and expect to see. So we do little interview scenarios. Those are always fun. I'll give you a script. I'll give two other guys a script. And I'll have two guys acting as law enforcement, yeah. you know, interviewing you. And, and all three people are on a different page. They don't know what the other person knows, but they're going on as if, hey, we're partners together. We're interviewing you. And everyone around watching is going like, holy crap, there's so much going on. And there's a lot of fidelity in that. Even in scenarios where we've had with military units where guys are a thousand yards away looking through spotting scope and binos, they're still yelling on the radio back to the other OP. They're still getting all amped up. And we're like, dude, we are in a calm, sunny day. There's no gunfire. There's no shooting. We don't even have rifles out here. And look at how amped up guys are. And like, that's when we know, all right, they're learning. This is good because they're mentally engaged. Engaging. You have to engage someone mentally if you want them to learn. Otherwise, they're just repeating the, the same steps over and over. Damn. That's fun. Holy shit. Yeah, it gets exciting. <laughs> so. That, that like, it, it's mind-blowing just because it's it's so simple. 
that that's that's the beauty of it. It's we stick to the science, so it, it is simple. It's so it's so simple. It's elegant, right? That is, like, it, those, those are just, yeah, I was trying to find elegant. that word. It's very beautiful. It's like a it's an, it feels like it's a, it's an art that you have to learn. It's a skill well, that you want to that you should want to learn. Yeah, it, and and some people are better than at the other. So here I'll, I'll give you examples. So some people naturally like you, you'll get people like, oh, I pick up on stuff. My, my wife does this all the time. Oh, I, I'm vibing off of her, and women do that. So so. Actually, biologically speaking, women have a greater functional field of view than men. So if you think of a functional field of view, it's what you can actually see in process, which is so, so, so tiny. Uh, if you ever had an experience where someone has experienced tunnel vision, where everything, that's actually all you ever see. Yeah. So think about reading a book. You can't see all the words in the sentence. No. You only see what you're looking at. So hold your thumb out at about arm's length. That's roughly six degrees. That's what a male has. That's all you can focus on at any given time. All right. Women have about twice that. They have roughly an 11-degree functional field wow. of view. So, you know, over time, evolutionary biology said you will be able to see more because you need to keep an eye out for predators and you need to watch the children that are running around. So over time, what happened? Oh, right? They shit. became able to see more. Where men, we need that very focused laser-like vision because it's our job to go out and hunt, right? That's all I needed. I yeah. didn't need to see everything. So, so that's, that's something that, that occurred over time. So women are actually better at like reading body language, right? Especially women who have kids, right? You come in and oh, like yeah. you're the kid's crying, you're going, What the hell's wrong with you? your wife takes one look, your wife or girl, whatever, 100%. takes one look and he's, Oh, it just needs to be changed, or oh, it just needs to be fed. They know just like that. All right. So they're better. But here's the thing, they're not any better at analyzing the situation. Because what we all do is we jump to conclusions based on our past life experiences, right? So they go, oh, that guy's being weird or he's shady. He's cheating on his wife. It's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Hang <laughs> on. You just did what we call a quantum leap of logic there. Right? So while I'm picking, okay, okay. Like I'm not disagreeing that you are picking up on anomalies in your environment. You're saying there's something wrong with what I'm seeing. But you don't get to just jump to this must be it. Like, Fuck. You know how many times I do that shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, we all do it. We, we, but but then then do that. Then I go, all right. Uh, two greatest words in the English language. Prove it. Right. Artifacts and evidence in support of a reasonable conclusion. Tell me what it is that, well, I just think that, okay, you think, do you know? Well, no. All right. So what is it that about the behavior that's odd? Well, they're doing this and they don't seem that close. Well, all right. Maybe that couple's fighting. You know, maybe yeah. they're in a rough spot. Whatever. You know, you, you don't know. You have to come up with a number of likely or possible conclusions rather than just jumping to, oh, he's doing this. It's like, all right, man, is he? Or And we do that all the time. And that's just a normal human thing. We, we It's all based on our experience and what we know in life and what I can recall at the time. Hey, yeah. this is cognitively close enough to a situation I've been in before. Well, that's what it must be. And that's all we know. And if we don't ever counter that, well, what else could it be? Well, what if I'm wrong? And that's why I say the skill set is not just external, but it's internal. It's internal right? Too. It's that. It's that. Well, what if? What if everything I thought was wrong? What if the sky's actually pink? I mean, what if they came out tomorrow and said, "All right, guys, like scientists said, look, I know the sky looks blue. The sky looks blue, but here's it's pink, and let me tell you why." You'd be like, "Dude, no! Like this is ridiculous!" <laughs> like, like, so you have to be able to question your own yeah. beliefs and what your thoughts, and and that that can get difficult, but you got to do it. You know, you're just like, what drugs is that scientist on? Right, right. Well, <laughs> and and now you hear me words say use a lot of words like likely and unlikely because you, that's all you have to go. You can't prove it. Yeah, like, and, and that, that's just a scientific perspective, right? Like, so the sun is made of hydrogen. I think, right? It's made of hydrogen. Well, we, we know that because there's artifacts and evidence that leads us to it's likely blue. No one's ever been to the sun to prove it, right? But we all accept that because of the overwhelming amount of evidence, right? We know black holes exist, but we've never seen one. Not, or we, yeah. Well, I guess we got photos of one now. But, but that, that's the whole point. It's it's what can you prove, right? Yeah. So that's the whole point, especially when you're going under observation, when you're looking at people's behavior. It's, all right, prove it, man. Two Just greatest prove words. It. 
It, it, it's no different than being in the gym. Oh, I can do this and that. All right, man, let's see it. Prove it. Put that weight on the bar. Let's go. And that's why the the, <laughs> the physical side of things makes it so raw. Mm-hmm. Right? Is because you're literally putting someone in a position to where you have to prove yourself now. Yeah. But and it, it and what sucks is it's it's such a double edged sword. It's oh, yeah. so good and so bad. Oh yeah. Well, it can bring out the best and the worst. Yeah. People. So like and, the, I, and you know what I've found it brings out the worst in you first. It it can because like if you if you don't <laughs> from my experience yeah obviously. It, well there's stuff I mean looking back I've done stuff where I was like oh man I was just young I didn't know like I knew yeah. this guy was just trying to like test me like I took it personally like I didn't get I wasn't in on the game you know what I mean but then once I was older of course I was like, my oh, ego that's not yeah well because oh, humans we all have very very fragile egos we, we all do <laughs> I do you do like so we can't just, toughen it up at all you can but that takes that's called resilience right you yeah. gotta you gotta constantly uh, uh, evaluate what it is you're thinking what they're saying. You got to try and not take things personally every day. And you got to do like, understand that. All right. Is this, you know, there, we, we get that way. I, great story just from the gym the other day. Cause I work out at, at 24 hour fitness now, just cause it's, it's, it's so it's five minutes from my house. Like there's no getting around this. Like go, I can go to someone else's gym and it's a 15 minute drive. And then I talk to people for 15 minutes. It's a 15 minute drive home. I don't have that extra 45 minutes in my day. No just don't, right. So it's like, it's go there get my stuff done. And, and, and so there was a guy in there on Saturday and uh, I was doing some weighted pull-ups on my hack program, man, loving it. And so he had used the the rack that was there to do some like cable press downs or something like that. And so he had walked away. So I'm doing it, and then he came walking back, and I was like, "Oh, hey, man, like I'm I'm just doing pull-ups." That kind of like did the that that's cool, right, man? And this dude took the bar that he went and grabbed and threw it down on the ground and stormed off. Okay, so right there, all right. So one, I study human behavior. So I don't remember this when you see something like that. You don't know what is going on in that person's life. Uh, we use a term called the glass is full. Yep. Some people, the glass is full, baby. And what you got fired today, and that's when they go on that shooting spree. That's that's Michael Douglas, little falling down movie, right? The glass is full. You don't know what that person is going through. So do not be the one to 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 escalate that situation, right? Because that could be the, you know what? His wife just left him. He just got fired. Now I just took his, and that was it. And he goes out to his car, grabs a gun and starts shooting the place up. You don't know that. That's obviously the most dangerous course of action. Well, the most likely course of action is what? He's pissed because it's whatever. Excuse me. So I keep an eye on him and I'm like, okay, whatever. So I'm doing my thing. One guy starts laughing at him like, oh, that jackass. I'm like, "Mm, I'm staying away from you, man. You're going to catch a bullet too. Right. So (laughs) self-preservation. All right. So, so he walks away. So he walks away and then he, and I keep an eye on him because sustained observation, you're going to know. And then, you know, he kind of came walking back a little bit later. His head was down. He started to take his headphones off and he walked up to me. He's like, Hey man, I'm sorry I had nothing to do with you. It's just crazy in here right now. And like, it's just that Saturday morning, it's slammed. Like, I hate it. I can't get a workout. And I was like, all good, brother. I get it. No worries. Now I'm like, come on, dude. Like, that's a little overly dramatic. But but guess what? I just co-opted him. I got a friend now. Or I got a guy that's 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 not going to kill me when he shoots up the place. True. Just think back to what was it, the Adam Sandler movie where he calls Steve oh, Buscemi yeah. and he goes, hey, remember back in the day? Yeah, yeah. I really apologize. And he crosses his name off the people's yeah. kill list. Look, man, that's all I'm trying to do. Right? <laughs> I want to get off the people's <laughs> kill list. No, it, and it just I think that's my new that's my new motto. Now. It just gives you it gives you an advantage in the situation. It allows you to co-opt people for your advantage. I don't mean that in a manipulative way or, or, or a bad way. It just look, man, like you you want to get through life and you want to get stuff that you don't it. it it helps when you have people that are on your side and yeah. they're helping you out no matter how big or small or how big large that effort is. So I got this one guy now. He's not going to, one, he's super embarrassed, so he's going to stay away from me. And he's super apologetic, which means he knows he's screwed up. All right, that guy, look, man, I've screwed up my life. 
So why, why do I get to judge him? I can't judge him. You know, I don't know what he's going through. So he that's, might. that's just one way to look at it. It's a perfect example for, for in the gym, I guess. So hopefully he yeah. sees us into the softly performance podcast. Well, that would be hilarious if he did. And he and it comes up to me hug. like tomorrow. It's like, Hey man, or he's pissed. Like that was me. Uh, that would be <laughs> hilarious. So I hope, I don't know if, if you do, man, Hey, it's all good. We're all, we're, 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 we're buddies. No worries. Yeah. So. But okay, cool, man. Like yeah. you, we can sit here and keep diving yeah, to yeah, it. I'll, I'll, um, I'll go on forever. But you know, if you guys want to listen more and, and hear what, you know, what other stuff Brian yeah. does? Listen to the Mentors for Military podcast. Well, we and we've got and I'm about to, I was yeah. about to go there here in a minute. And what's cool is him, and his business partner, his company yeah. actually has a podcast that just talks about this in depth. Yeah, and you can sit there and nerd out with them all you like. Yeah, and go ahead and talk a little bit about that, man. Go for it. Yeah, so we have the Left of Greg podcast. It's called that. Where we haven't kind of released it, but I'm sure people can figure it out if they've ever heard of the book Left of Bang. Um, that was really written by a couple uh, Marines who enjoyed their combat hunter training so much that they got out of the Marine Corps, wrote a book about it. Wow. About Greg's work. So, but that's fine. I think they gave him credit in the first page or something like that, but it's all his stuff. And so, so the joke is, and it's, you know, there's other reasons too, but, but uh, so that's uh, it's called the left of Greg podcast. You can check us out on anywhere. We're putting short and same thing up on YouTube. We've got some short clips and some videos of the podcast on there as well. Just there's, there's a little bit more you can get on there, but yeah, you can check it out and then contact us. What is, what is the podcast about? So it's, you know, the, our description of the podcast in general is literally promoting advanced critical thinking through an understanding of human behavior, pattern recognition, and analysis. So we take different topics, we take different case studies, and we just go, look, these are the lenses. So the last one we just did uh, was about the uh, uh, former Dallas police officer, female Amber Geiger, who just shot and killed an innocent man in his apartment. John, uh, Botham John walked in there. She thought she was home at her apartment, walked wow. in. There's a guy in there. She kills him turns out she's in the wrong apartment so people are like this is murder this is that she just got sentenced to murder which uh, legally speaking to every lawyer i talked to about the case it was not murder but it was a horrible horrible tragedy but what we do is we'll break that down from human performance this is how this could happen and this is how this could happen to you yeah you could be that person that does that you could be that that law enforcement officer that does that or average person like this is how scientifically this is how these these cases occur not why or any social or political reasons it's it's look this is scientifically this is how this can happen so we have a lot of fun with that right so it's it's getting it's getting somewhat popular uh, a lot of law enforcement guys are and military guys have been been into it. So, but it's it's for everyone, really. But, and that's the cool thing, though, too, because not just from this podcast, this actually just leads into the what, the, what you do for a living. Yeah, like hey, does. like you teach this to military yeah. to the LEO, and like yeah. we have a lot of firefighter LEO. Yeah. We have military, and we're getting ready to get do some uh, some stuff with some SWAT units here soon too, that's as great. well. So, like, yeah. that's the cool thing about it. So, again, like I said, you know, if they need to reach you, how do they get hold of you? Yeah, so. Uh, Check us out on there. I've got all the contact info on there. I, I, I always give out their um, uh, leftofgreg at gmail.com because that's easy to remember. But our company is called Arcadia Cognorati. So you can check us out on the web. All the links are out there. Just search for Arcadia Cognorati. Um, and you can read up all about us. But uh, yeah, the podcast is definitely a way to go to get you a feel. And there's enough episodes on there now where you can choose like, okay, this topic looks somewhat interesting yeah. or I've heard of this before and then listen to our take on it. So Nice. Yeah. Well, well, guys, if you uh, if you guys want to get a hold of him, we'll make sure to put his info and his contact information actually um, on the show notes for you guys. Till next time, laters.